Season 2 of Tierra Speaks Podcast, where we dare to be different, live to inspire, and to be who we are. We are the foundation of growth for everyone, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. Come on in as we drop these gems on Season 2. Thank you for listening to Tierra Speaks. Hello, hello, hello. I am your favorite host, Tierra Armin of the Tierra Speaks Podcast, where we always dare, live, and be. And guess what, y'all? I have a treat for you today. We have student advocate and Hazelwood School District's board director, Mrs. Sparkle West Pruitt, in the building. And she came to discuss a little bit about the importance of growth and positive change in education. But as always, before we jump into this amazing interview, I have a question for all of our TR Speaks family. We are coming up on the end of first quarter of this year, y'all, in 2021. Isn't that just so crazy? It kind of came pretty fast, right? But listen, we would like to hear from you. We just kind of want to know how your year has been so far. How's your first quarter going? We want you to go ahead and hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tierra Speaks, T-E-A-R-A-S-P-E-A-K-S, and let us know how you are growing in 2021. And guess what? We'll be right back. Calling all St. Louis City and County residents. Let your voice be heard on April 6th in the general municipal election. We here on Tierra Speaks encourages you to get to know who and what is on the ballot for your ward and to make an informed decision that directly impacts your local community. You can visit www.stlouiscountymo.gov, click on Board of Elections to find your polling place, get a sample ballot, and know more about the candidates, their issues, and proposed amendments for your community. If you're in St. Louis City, you can go to www.stlouis-mo.gov to also get a sample ballot, find your polling place, and more. Polls will be open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Use your voice, impact your community, and vote in the general municipal election on Tuesday, April 6th. And we are back. And as I said before, y'all, I have the amazing Mrs. Sparkle West Pruitt here with me today. Join me in welcoming her to the show. Hi, Miss West Pruitt. How are you? Hello, I am great. How are you? I am well. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sierra Speaks podcast. We thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm honored. Thank you, of course. So listen, I know we got a little bit of politics to get into and business, but before we do, do me a favor and let our audience know exactly who is Mrs. Sparkle West Pruitt. Wow, Um, I am, I say true advocate. Um, I have always been an advocate for our students first, Um, our teachers, our parents, our community. It takes every piece of that puzzle to have the luxury that life has to offer. Um, Everyone that is in in life for the most part that has something in common with Bill Gates, with Oprah Winfrey, we have something in common with them. Um, We have all been influenced by a teacher at some point in time or teachers within our lifetime. And we could not be where we are today without teachers. 
um, or without advocates. We've always had to have somebody go to the table and speak up for us, sometimes against us, but mostly for us in order to achieve the things that we want to achieve. Um, If you think about, you know, the labor unions, the labor unions are there to advocate for those people who are members in the unions. So the teacher, I mean, we cannot, we can't dismiss the the teachers. Um, But at the same time, our students are depending on us to advocate for them, to make the right decisions for them in order to grow in their education as well. Um, So the the part is is part of Sparkle. Um, Outside of that, um, I manage musical artists every day of my life around the world, um, from one end of the country to the other end of the country. So um, my my real life job, other than being in the schools and volunteering, <laughs> the one that pays the bills for the most yes. part, is um, managing musical artists, and I've been doing that for thirty years, and it's nice, just it's, nice. it's phenomenal. I, I enjoy what I do. Nice, nice. Well, congratulations on all of that. So you currently hold the board director position at the Hazelwood School District and have been with the district since 2012, right? Yes. So let us know what has motivated you, like what even motivated you to seek that position or any position within Hazelwood School District since you've been there? Um, There's a few things. One I attend board meetings and I always have attended the board meetings. Um, When I saw a a flux in the difference, um, parents were coming to the board meetings very mean and very, I mean, we we made this front page of the St. Louis American because we had issues that, you know, the community necessarily didn't agree with. Um, Sometimes in business, you know, you have to make hard decisions in business. Yes fortunate part about the the hard decisions that they had to make at that time were they had affected our students. Um, okay. When you take music out of the schools and um, when my son was in elementary, there was a music teacher in every elementary school that taught an instrument, not just the regular music classes, but taught an instrument and started playing saxophone in elementary school. Well, the year nice. after that, it was different because they took, they the, the luxury of having a music teacher in school every every in every school and schools had to combine their music um, students into one school in the mornings and parents had to take them there. That was the compromise. So oh, wow. of course the okay. students would not get to participate because their parents were not able to take them because there wasn't a bus available. There was a bus available to take them from music lessons to the to, to their home school, but not Absolutely. take them to school at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, so oh, the district okay. got to be, you know, it got to be a little split and every board meeting was just almost hate messages to that, you know, and I'm a firm believer. Mm-hmm. You get a lot more with sugar than you do with lemon any day. Um, any day. Any yes, day. Um, I don't know of anybody who likes unsweetened lemonade. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I started really paying attention because this was affecting the decisions that were being made were affecting my students. And the other part of it was, is um, coming to an area that I didn't know anyone when we first moved here and not knowing anyone, I got involved with PTA and I was involved with PTA in Georgia when I lived there, but getting involved with PTA here, um, I can say that even moving to St. Louis, I thought, you know, oh, I can handle St. Louis. I've been to St. Louis with my concert several times. 
St. Louis is a totally different it's city. It's a different ballgame when you live here. Than any place I've ever been in this in this country. I mean, really. Um, so it, it was it was an eye shocker. It was it was an eye opener. It was a culture yeah. shock. Um, but I made my way through and attending board meetings, getting involved with PTA, getting to know people. Um, and then also, because when I first got here, they wanted to hold my son back. And I said, there's no way, you know, and the, the rules are different in Georgia. In Georgia, you have to be five before Labor Day. In yeah. St. Louis, you have to be five before July 31st. Well, my son's birthday is in, in right dead smack in the middle. Yeah. It was, you know, they wanted to hold him back. And I said, absolutely not. And then they made up the excuse that, oh, well, he's not reading at level. And I'm like, he doesn't even know who you are. Have you warmed up to him? Have you introduced yourself to him? Absolutely. You have to build that rapport. You have to. And that was never done at first. So I was my son's advocate when we first moved here. And okay. then um, we went through some changes. Um, my, my mother, we moved here after my mother had passed. And then shortly after we moved here, my father had passed. And it was just, it was a lot of emotions for him and moving from a bit from what he's what he had always known he didn't have any friends here either when he first moved here Absolutely. so i diagnosed and you know on on the school's recommendation and he has adhd and odd okay. well they won't give him an iep for either one and tried to tell me that his reading he was reading below level and i said no he came from a christian school his curriculum was more intense than going to a public school because he had christian curriculum that he had to obtain as well um, okay so with that i started volunteering i said if you're not going to give him somebody in his classroom to, to help him pay attention i'll do it yeah and i started going to the schools on a regular basis and noticed that other kids had their aides with them and the aides weren't really doing anything. They were just sitting there and on their phone or on their computer. And I was like, wait a minute. We are Something paying for this. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, and to this day, I'm still fighting for him to get an IEP to assist him. Wow. But okay. long story short, I got to meet parents. And while I was there volunteering, um, you know, the teacher is, you know, I got to go to the restroom. Can you watch the classroom for a minute? And oh, sure, mm -hmm. no problem. And the kids started respecting me. So the other part was I started calling the kids Dr. Smith, Professor Jones, um, <laughs> attorney. I, I started seeing things of what they could be in the future, yes. what they were going to, what they were going to accomplish. Um, then to the point that I could, I started building these relationships with the kids, and it got infectious because they started respecting me. They knew that I cared about them. They knew yeah. that um, I was there for them. Um, so then PTA events happen and the parents hear me call them their own children, Dr. Smith. And they're looking <laughs> at me like, why are you calling my child Dr. Smith? Yeah. And I explained to them why I call them that because we call them by their aspirations and what they can possibly do. I don't believe in telling a child they can't. I hate when people tell say to kids, not every kid is going to go to college. Well, that is so true. However, it's a choice whether you go to college. And right now, our job is to advocate and to train our kids to want to go to college to obtain a higher salary, a true profession, a profession that they can be able to one day retire on if that's the case for them. 
but something that they can take them beyond or make them help them fulfill their dreams. Um, so I started really going, really paying attention to what was happening in the district. Okay. Okay. So you started paying attention to what was going on and decided to step in and do something about it and became to build a rapport with not only the teachers, but the students there and then continue to build more rapport with the parents and started building those relationships. And those are huge and very, very important in education. The relationship building is one of the biggest pieces because if you don't have a relationship, if you don't build that rapport, there's no respect there. There's no trust there there's no honesty there and a lot of times there's no get up and do there because there's no trust and nobody knows each other well enough to believe in themselves or even believe that somebody else believes in them if they haven't gotten to know each other so I applaud you for that and for stepping in and taking those positions because if we could do that more and if we got more involved our school districts would be awesome our awesome. kids would not to say that we don't have some that are not but they would be just that much more better we than higher, they already are right we need a higher percentage of parents to come in and build those relationships and Absolutely. I get it you know I was a single parent at one time I understand there's only 24 hours in a day. I understand parents who work two jobs. I will say this to, to that. Um, you you find time for those things that you want to invest in. Absolutely. It's a sacrifice. And my child's education and success is a sacrifice that I'm willing to make on a regular basis. And I probably, you know, I, I never expect parents to commit to the time that I do. I mean, I'm literally, when we were in person school, I was literally, I mean, I, I went to the school every single morning, like I would, like I worked there, like I was yeah. getting a paycheck yeah. and I built those relationships. I mean, we're in masks now and, you know, my kids are seeing me in the grocery stores and they're running up to me, Miss Sparkle, Miss Bliss, you know, and they can, and I'm like, how do, how do you know who I am? Yeah, that's the greatest feeling ever, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it is. And when, you know, in the, in the kids, we had this hugging thing going on. So they're running up to me, yeah. hugging me. And their parents are looking at me like, uh, wait a minute, we're in COVID. You're not supposed <laughs> to be doing that. But that's their expectations of me. That's what yeah. they're yeah. me. And, that's what um, they're used to. Right. So building yeah. those relationships, I have found from not only my son's teachers, but you know, when I'm advocating for other kids as well, um, mm -hmm. I have found that building those relationships with teachers that they are willing to communicate with you on a regular basis about Absolutely. whatever the case be. of communication, yes. And going with a positive attitude, not yep. going to the school with your hands on your hips and saying, oh no, my child would never. Yes, your child will when he's not, he or she is not in your presence. I've seen it a thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> he definitely will. That That is so true. So let me ask you this. Why is being an integral part of education so important to you? Repeat that. Why is being a integral part of education so important to you? Well, education is, I mean, that's our future. You know, it definitely is. It is our future. If we do not educate our children properly with the right tools, um, we, we're, we're doomed to fail. You know, and I, I will say this. Um, there was a time we don't value education. 
there was a time when African-Americans could not get an education. If they knew how to read or write, they were killed. They were hung. We have to value education a whole lot more than we do. Um, We have to be serious about a perfect attendance. And more so because our black children have to compete 10 times more than our white counterparts. Absolutely. And we don't understand that. We don't value that, nor do we understand that. And that's just, that's a reality. That is a total reality. We have to compete 10 times more. So if we're not prepared educationally to compete 10 times more, we're doomed to fail out out, out, right out the gate. Because we were never fully prepared in the first place. Exactly. We don't have the tools to build the house with because we were never given them. Definitely be prepared. And I true agree that a lot of times we aren't prepared. Our youths aren't prepared enough to face whatever it is that is going on. And we have to make sure that we are doing all that we can to prepare them. And a lot of times we can prepare so much and it's still not enough, but the little bit of preparation that we have done will help. And it it helps them grow, it helps us grow, it helps all of us grow as a community as we prepare ourselves and prepare each other to grow together. And in education, in community, in life, in dreams and aspirations, careers, whatever it is. Um, But preparation, some level of preparation is needed. And that goes back to that building relationships piece and building rapport and getting to know who it is that you're working with, whether it's the student, whether it's the parent, whether it's the board, it's the teachers, it's the admin, getting to know those different pieces and those different levels so that you can communicate that effective communication, as you said before, is very, very important. Everybody needs to be on the same page. And when something is needed, we need to be able to come together in order to make that happen. I totally, totally agree. So right now you are board director for a Hazelwood School District, correct? I'm one of three directors, yes. There's there's seven, seven board members and I'm one of three directors. Um, everyone else is either a president, vice president, secretary, or treasurer. And then the, the other three of us are, direct, are considered directors. Okay, okay. And to my understanding, you came on as all women? So when I, I was actually appointed, yeah, I was appointed in November. I took over Mr. Bellman's um, seat when he resigned. Um, yes. So um, he was the only male at the time when he came okay. on the board. And then, um, so now I have to re, I have to run in the election to retain my seat. Okay. Um, yes. And it's going to be a little different because instead of going, instead of, running for the seat to re- to continue his seat or his term, I actually chose to go after the three-year term. Um, nice. Partially because this, this, you know, what they don't say in the public is you have to raise money to obtain this seat that does not pay a dime. Absolutely. Um, so with that being said, I have a son that's going to be graduating. So I will be saving money for his graduation for prom and hopefully we'll be back to proms, in-person proms by then. Um, yes, please. College application fees, because we don't know which college we're going to yet. So we have to right. applications to several of them to see who or all will accept him. And all right. of that adds up and costs money. So with that being said, planning my financials properly, it'd be, it's beneficial because you got to take care of home first. Absolutely. It's 
for me to go for the three-year term. That way I have time to raise money as well as with anything. If you look at the presidential election, it takes the first mm-hmm. two to three years to be in there and get your feet wet and get real knowledge of the policy, get certified, you know, everything. So it takes that time. Um, and it was, it, for me, it was beneficial to do the three-year term as opposed to the two-year term. You know, I'm, I'm sorry people don't understand that, but yeah, I'm about the children and it's going to take me a good three years to be in there to really yeah. advocate for the things that I want to advocate for our district and for our students. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. If elected for the three-year term, what are some positive changes you are going to bring to the district? Um, one, I'd like, to, I have a plan to bring, make our board meetings shorter. It, it, it's it's okay. disrespectful to some degree to be in, to expect parents to be engaged. And we, we cry all the time, parent involvement, parent involvement, parent involvement. But then you have a meeting that is from 6.30 to 10.30 at night. People have to go to school the next day. They have to go to work the next day. 6.30 used to be the dinner hour when you were sitting at the table with your family. So you we're taking time away from our families. Totally unacceptable. So we as board members have to do our homework prior to the meeting and be prepared to have our questions already answered and to be able to get in, do the children's business and keep it moving. Um, The other thing is, is I'd like to restore um, the music programs in our elementary schools. Yes. Um, It has been proven over and over again for those students who are able to play an instrument and still do their work. Their grades are phenomenal. They are in the um, top percentile of their classes. Um, okay. And then in addition to that, I'd also like to bring S- Spanish into the elementary schools. That too has been proven that when students can learn a, 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 an additional language while they're in elementary school, just like they learn yeah. how to speak English at a young, when they're one, two, and three, that's the first language that, that we teach them. They catch on a lot quicker. Um, yes. That way, and, and then what those two things equate to is much is, is a higher level of acceptance for scholarships as they get older. Absolutely. When, when they fill out their, their scholarship forms and they can speak Spanish or they play in instruments and speak Spanish and get, you know, it, it creates a culture of acceptance and, and expectation of only getting A's and B's. Because I have a saying that I tell all the kids, you know, D's keep the door closed, C, see your way out the doors, and B means you could have done a whole lot better to get an A. Okay. So with that, I mean, we have to have those expectations that our kids, then the other part of it is accountability. We have, as a board, we have to be able to have those hard conversations that affect our district. Um, We have been fortunate enough, last night we passed a racial equity policy. Um, I don't know how much accountability we'll be holding to people, but it's there. And that's a big step because we are no longer going to tolerate the racial inequities that is being faced in our district. We have got That's to good. address and be able to say, no, this is not right. Teachers cannot say things like this. Teachers cannot, I mean, you hear on the stories, there was just a story not too long ago in St. Charles where 
a teacher was saying that black students do not learn at the same rate as white students. Well, where did you get that information from? That's not true. They don't learn at that same rate. It's true. because you didn't teach them. It's simply because you didn't teach them. So holding our feet to the fire and holding our holding our our district and our principals and our teachers accountable for teaching our kids. And and we need that. That accountability piece is is huge. Um, I want to go back a little bit when you were talking about bringing the music program back to the elementary schools. I remember when we were in elementary and some myself and some of my uh, old schoolmates were actually just talking about this. I remember playing, everybody played the violin. Um, I remember playing the flute. Those were instruments that were brought in that we all got a chance to play because we all had this music program um, to be a part of. And you know, if you enjoyed it, you loved it and you continued on through school. If you didn't, it was just something different and that you got to do. It was something adventurous that you got to do and just be a part of. And just, it's so important to try different things and to try new things because sometimes we get stuck in our box and we don't know how to get out of it but when we are presented with different things and different opportunities we know that we're able to move forward and do different things and that it's okay if I start this and I don't like it because there's something else I can go and try and see if I like that first as well. And I don't have to stick with just one thing. I think that's important that we give our children those options to have. And athletics is not always the answer to scholarships not always. to go to college. Not always. It's just not. So we have to present, we have to be able to afford our children the opportunity every way, shape or form to be able to learn and to excel in their education. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, we have been talking about inspiring and motivating our students, our parents, our teachers, our admin, and our district. What has been your inspiration or who has been your inspiration? My inspiration is when I see our students walk into the school all the time. Um, our students, our students are going to be our future. Absolutely. Would you want to go to a doctor that may D's and F's in school. Mm -hmm. We don't know what their grades were. We know that they're going to diagnose us with something. Yeah. So we want them to be the best. Um, so for me, my inspiration is our students. I look at our kids that one of those kids is going to be my doctor. My nurse is going to be putting my IV in one day. Yeah. Um, one of them, my preacher at church. One of them may be my attorney that's fighting for my disability. God forbid that I have to get disability. Mm -hmm. So that's my inspiration because okay. they are going to be our future. And if we don't give them the tools now, they're going to miss the boat and they're going to, it's, it's going to be detrimental. It's a trickle down domino effect. Absolutely. Because then they will have kids that are not inspired to go to school and get an education. And they will have kids that aren't inspired to get an education and, and get good grades. And all of my kids know, I mean, I tell them all the time. In fact, when I saw the, the two of them in the store, they, yeah. she, she answered me before I even said, she says, yes, I've been reading for 30 minutes every day. And I looked over to <laughs> dad and he looked at me. He's like, yeah, she's been reading. I was like, okay. So she knows, she you knows know what, okay. what my expectations are before I right. even got it out. Because I sure enough was going to get it out. Yeah. So you, you know the impact you have. 
Right. You know right. the impact you have and that feeling that feeling that you get when you, you just hear it, you don't have to say anything. You're just speaking and saying, hey, and it's like, I just want you to know I am reading three. I'm doing my 30 minutes of reading a day. Um, that's that's important, but that also shows a lot of times we do we do the work and we don't always get to reap the benefits because somebody behind us does or we don't get to see the improvement or the growth ourselves. So I'm sure that feeling there was great to see and feel mm-hmm. and know and even to hear from the parents that that is what they're doing and right. that you're able to see that your work is valuable and is very important to these Absolutely. kids and to the families. I don't. I mean, a lot of the kids that I inspire and that you know keep me motivated going. Sometimes I may not even know their parents. Sometimes I may not, you know. And the other thing is, I want to remove the stereotypes. I am so sick of, you know, people saying, "Well, they can't. The homes are broken." You know, we have to understand where the kids are coming from. We have to understand what kids have to face every day. We absolutely do, but we had we don't have to make that the excuse for kids not doing well. Yeah. Our job is to give them the tools and educate them the best way we can and bring them up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. What is some advice that you would give to someone that's sitting at home listening, wanting to run for office? Guaranteed we have people that are listening our Tierra Six family is definitely out there listening and we have some of them that are just wanting to get up and take a stand but they need some advice on how to do it so what would you say to them I will say um it's 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 free training attend the board meetings volunteer mm-hmm. okay and get to know what you're getting into before you get into it and I say that because I'm watching this this particular race that we're in. And there have been forums where people are speaking about stuff they have no clue what they're speaking about. Okay. And it's because yeah. they haven't attended board meetings. It's because they haven't volunteered in the schools. It's because yeah. they haven't gotten involved. And it's then it then it becomes scary because you're gonna represent 17, 18,000 students. Yes. 17, 18,000 doctors potential doctors, lawyers, professors, and you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're advocating for. You don't know what you're suggesting that we change or not change. Absolutely. You you know, and yes, the board meetings are long. There's been times I'm the only parent or the only person left in the boardroom, you know, in person. But there's times, you know, my son is out in the lobby or he's sitting next to me falling asleep because he's had a long day as well. Yeah. But and with technology now, we're able to, you know, zoom in and zoom out or whatever the case may be. But get to know, get to know your district, get to know your school, get to know your teachers that you're going to be advocating for. Get to know the kids that are, you know, that will be depending on you to make those, those hard decisions sometimes. And don't be afraid to stand up and be transparent. Don't be afraid. That is important. Transparency is so important. And you can't say transparency, we want to see line items. No, transparency is what are we doing about our education? What are we doing about bringing our grades up? Yes, yes. 
Well, everyone out there listening that wants to get into office, you heard it here first. Get up, be transparent, get involved, get to know the students, the teachers, the admin, the board, you know, just get involved and find out about your district and or whatever area it is. Find out more about them, get to know the area, get to know the situation so that you can step in and figure out where you can be a help and where you can be a positive addition and avenue to the district, the community, the world, wherever it is. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Calling all St. Louis City and County residents. Let your voice be heard on April 6th in the general municipal election. We here on Tierra Speaks encourages you to get to know who and what is on the ballot for your ward and to make an informed decision that directly impacts your local community. You can visit www.stlouiscountymo.gov, click on Board of Elections to find your polling place, get a sample ballot, and know more about the candidates, their issues, and proposed amendments for your community. If you're in St. Louis City, you can go to www.stlouis-mo.gov to also get a sample ballot, find your polling place, and more. Polls will be open from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Use your voice, impact your community, and vote in the general municipal election on Tuesday, April 6th. All right, all right, we are back. Listen, Mrs. West Pruitt, you have been amazing here on our show. I thank you so much for your transparency and for your commitment to our youth, our community, the Hazelwood School District, your family and the world and everything that you add, uh, whether it's within the district or on the music side, everything that you're putting out positively. We thank you and appreciate all of your work. And of course, we thank you for coming on Sierra Speaks podcast and being a guest with us. But before you go, we definitely have to ask you our three favorite questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So our three favorite things are dare to be different, live to inspire and be who you are in which we are able to do that daily. And it is intertwinable between anything that it is that you're doing. So when you hear dare to be different, what comes to mind? Dare to be different is um, being able to speak up, being able to listen. Ooh, listen yes. To, being able to um, compute and be able to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves, but not, but you've got to remove the fear. Even with COVID, we are so, we are so fearful. We'll go to the grocery store but we won't go to, we can't go to church. You know, so dare to be different is removing the fear and putting that foot forward because fear does nothing. Fear can never get you anywhere. Nowhere at all. You're right. I love it. Removing the fear. Dare to be different is removing the fear. All right. Live to inspire. What does that mean to you? One is being an example to others. If I'm not if I'm not willing to speak up for what is right and what what the beliefs are and helping other people, yes. then I can't expect anybody else to do the same. I just can't. I mean, I have to be able to 
walk the walk and talk the talk. And when it comes to our students, our students are our future. Our students are going to be our future mayors, our senators, our presidents, our doctors, our lawyers, our professors, everything that it takes to intertwine and run our communities. Those are our students. They are. You know, we have to be, we have to, that's, that's my inspiration because I see something in every last one, every school that I walk into, um, you know, I can, I can bend over and talk to a kid that's acting up and I'm saying, I, you know, I just tell them, I just whisper to them, is that how you want your mother to act? Is that how you want your doctor to act? Yeah. And it gives them a thought. It's like, "Mm, no. Okay, then I need you. To, <laughs> I need you to, and and they're smart enough. They know I need you to. Yeah, act, absolutely. Act, act like you want to be that doctor. Act like you want you would not be embarrassed by your mother. All right, all right. Be that example, and last but not least, be who you are. Be who I am as an advocate. I have been an advocate for um, others all day, every day. <clears throat> I truly believe that um, PTA is just that. We are the Parent Teacher Association for all students. Um, and that that A also stands for advocate. And Absolutely. when you advocate for something or, or the success of something um, or someone, only positive things can come out of that. Yeah, yeah. So true, so true. So thank you for answering our lovely questions, Dear Live and B. And everybody is listening. I hope you got your notes. Remove your fear, be an example, and continue to be exactly who you are. Now, before you go, please let our audience know. I know that you're in the running and the election is April 6th, correct? Yes, April 6th. April 6th. And so T votes have to be in by March 24th. Next okay. Week. Okay. So yeah, let our audience know just a little bit about that, what it is that they need to do if they haven't so that they're just up on what's coming. Um, well, one, get out and vote that day. So this is the thing with April 6th, because it's not a big election, it's not the presidential election. Let me say yeah. this, on voting on April 6th. Our smaller, our smaller elections are what rule and run our communities where we live. Yeah. The president has no control over our community. It's our local officials who run our community. So that's mm-hmm. why the election is so important. When we and on that on that particular ballot, there are different bills that they're trying to pass. If we don't get out and vote for them or against them, they're, the people who put them out there will get their wills because that's why they deliberately put them out there in an election that is not as big as a presidential election because they know not as many people are going to show up. The yeah, other part yeah. of that is as African-Americans, they count on African-Americans not showing up to the polls on yeah. the smaller elections. That has to change. That's the only way we're going to get what we want and what we need is showing up at the polls. And we have yeah. to show up to vote. We have to show up to vote. And it's, it's just that simple and, and that important. Um, you know, that's how things get passed through. And you sit back and you wonder, and you're like, well, who made up that crazy law? Well, yeah. it's because we didn't get out and vote against it or for it, whichever we prefer. 
And we know nothing about it because we didn't study the ballot prior to. Um, and that, and the other thing about this election, um, if I can give a, a quick plug to, if you would like a, a yard sign in your yard or you'd like to help um, pass out literature, or if you'd yeah. like to um, help contribute to, to get me in office. And the other thing is you only have to, even though there's two, you can vote for two people in this position for the three-year term, you you only have to vote for one. You can vote yeah. for just one and keep it moving. <laughs> um, you know, they call it, don't waste your vote. Well, you know, if you don't know the other candidate, then don't vote for them. Um, Absolutely. So, but definitely, um, hashtags elect sparkle or I'm on Facebook community to elect sparkle West Pruitt. Either way, I can, I can, you know, I definitely want to ask, asking for your vote right now to please vote for sparkle West Pruitt on April 6th. All right, there you go. You heard the ask. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Westbrook, for coming on TRC's podcast, as I said before. Thank you for gracing us and just telling us how important education and the growth of education is to you in bringing this positivity and letting us know what you are all about. Our family and everybody out in the world will be able to listen. They'll be able to get to know a little bit more about you, a little bit more of the intimate side that some may not have known that they may have been looking for. And this is information that they may have needed to hear in order for them to get out there and get that vote on April 6th. Now, Y'all know, as always, I have to also thank our favorite family, the Tierra Speaks family, all of our listeners. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for always supporting us and being a part of the show. Of course, we could not be here without you. Now, you guys know, make sure you continue to listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and the new Audible we are definitely on Audible, so you can find Tierra Speaks and take a listen while you're riding in a car or working out and just see what we have going on. Now, be sure to also subscribe to our website at www.tierraarmond.com to keep up with any new updates and any new events that we have coming up because y'all know it's springtime. We got some new events and things going on and we want to make sure that you stay in the know. And as always, it is Saturday. Y'all know what I'm going to say. Get you a little bit of self-care in kick back, relax, enjoy yourself, enjoy your family, and just have a good time. And as always, we love you and we'll talk to you next time.